Coming to you from Annapolis, Maryland, home of the U.S. Naval Academy, the sailing capital of the world, home of the world's largest crab feast, and four signers of the Declaration of Independence. This is the Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief, a daily roundup of local news that you can use, including local sports, local events, local opinion, and local weather from DMV Weather. Now here's your host, publisher of Eye on Annapolis, John Frenet. Good morning. It's Wednesday, August 22nd, 2018. This is John Frenet, and this is your Eye on Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you are an average college graduate in Maryland, you likely have $27,455 per student in college debt. And I have some good news for you. Applications are now being accepted in Maryland for the 2018 Student Loan Debt Relief Tax Credit. Now, Maryland's Higher Education Commission Secretary James Fielder made the announcement yesterday, and this year both undergraduate and graduate student debt is eligible for the tax credit. You can download the form to apply at the Maryland Higher Education Commission's website, which is mhec.maryland.gov, and that's M-H-E-C. The credit's available to any taxpayers who have incurred at least $20,000 in student loan debt and have at least $5,000 in outstanding student loan debt remaining. Applications are due by September 15th, so go to mhec.maryland.gov and learn how you can save some money. Some bad news out of Baltimore. The Natural Products Expo East, which is one of Baltimore's largest conventions, has pulled out of Baltimore. They will be moving to Philadelphia in 2020. Uh, The Baltimore Convention Center offers 300,000 square feet of exhibit space, but it lags behind the amenities of the neighboring cities, including Philadelphia, which has 670,000 square feet, and D.C. with 703,000 square feet. According to Visit Baltimore, which is the tourism arm for the city, 22 North American Convention Centers are currently undergoing construction, and another 36 are considering construction, so the Baltimore one is in dire need of it. This decision is the latest blow to the city's convention business, which has lost several large conventions in the last decade. The Oticon, which formerly took place in Baltimore, was the largest one in Baltimore, with 30,000 attendees, has left for Washington, D.C. They left in 2017. And just recently this year, the BronyCon, which was about 20,000 people, they announced that 2019 would be their last event in Baltimore. However, they're not moving anywhere. They're just not doing it anymore. Firehouse Expo used to bring 14,000 people into the city, moved to Nashville in 2016 after more than 30 years here in Baltimore. Adam Anderson, who's the Senior Vice President of Events for Natural Products Expo, said that if Baltimore does expand the convention center to a large enough size, we would definitely again consider it for future years. So all's not lost for Baltimore. They just need to figure out how to expand their convention center to keep competitive. On the national news, boy, it was not a good day for the White House yesterday. Longtime political operative for President Donald Trump, Paul Manafort, was found guilty of eight financial crimes. He was charged with 18 of them, and 10 of them were dismissed on a mistrial. A judge declared it a mistrial because the jury couldn't agree on it. The decision came after deliberating for four days on the charges of tax evasion and bank fraud against the former Trump campaign chairman. And the verdict, of course, has raised immediate concern and questions as to whether the president would seek a pardon for Paul Manafort. The president has not revealed his thinking, but spoke sympathetically throughout the trial of his one-time aide, at one point suggesting that he had been treated worse than gangster Al Capone. 
In other White House news, Michael Cohen, the president's former confidant, a personal attorney and, quote, fixer, pleaded guilty yesterday to campaign finance violations and other charges, saying that he and Trump arranged the payment of hush money to porn star Stormy Daniels and a former Playboy model to influence the election. In testimony, Cohen said the first payment was, quote, in coordination and at the direction of a candidate for federal office, and the second was made under the direction of the same candidate. We'll be interested to see what the fallout is there and how and if this moves the needle toward impeachment, but I would suspect that we would need to wait until after the midterm elections to see if the Democrats regain control of the House before anything like that will be brought into consideration. I don't know whether this is a cool idea or a stupid idea, but it's coming to M&T Bank Stadium this season for the Ravens. Aramark, who is the food supplier, is bringing new beer bikes to the venue this year. The bikes will be outfitted with and will sell draft beers and are being branded as Tour de Tops. They will carry Anheuser-Busch products, and we're not alone. In addition to the Ravens, you're going to see these beer bikes at Eagles, the Texans, Buccaneers, Steelers, Vikings, Bears, Chiefs, Browns, and Bengals. I probably would say the Browns will probably do the best because they have more reason to drink than any other team in the NFL. Aramark spokesman David Fryerich said, The introduction of the beer cycles is keeping in line with our efforts to create more portable stations that can go where the fans are, and it will eliminate some of the lines at certain concessions. Interesting concept for M&T Bank Stadium this year for the Ravens. That is about it for the top news today. Please make sure you're checking out ionanapolis.net throughout the day because we do update it throughout the day. I do have a little bit of an opinion a little bit later on in this podcast about our mayor, Gavin Buckley. But up first, we have George Young with your local DMV weather forecast. September 29th, the inaugural Twist and Stout Festival at Quiet Waters Park along the shores of the South River. Twist and Stout, a Maryland wine, craft beer, music, food, and arts festival. Presented by the Anne Arundel County Department of Recreation and Parks, along with the Maryland Wineries Association. Sample dozens of craft beers and Maryland wines. Dance the afternoon away to the sounds of Saved by Zero and the Groove Spot Band. Watch the plein air painters and shop dozens of artisans, crafters, and food trucks. Tickets are on sale now at twistandstout.org. T-W-I-S-T-A-N-D-S-T-O-U-T dot org. September 29th, Twist and Stout at Quiet Waters Park, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Tickets at twistandstout.org. This is Maryland. The weather can be nearly unpredictable. We've got George Young from DMV Weather in Annapolis to sort it all out. Hey everyone, this is George with DMD Weather, and this is your Eye on Annapolis forecast for Wednesday, August 22nd. Plenty of rain moved through the region yesterday, as expected, and Annapolis and all of Anne Arundel County could see a little more today. But skies will clear late in the day today, and then we're looking at four straight days of August perfection in the form of sunny skies and cooler temps, with high temps 78 to 85 degrees each day, with lower humidity behind a cold front that delivers some relatively fresh air to the region for August. So lock those outdoor plans in now because it's going to get as good as it ever really gets in late August in this region. Okay, that's it for today. Be sure to get our free weather app by searching the Apple App Store or Google Play Store for DC MDVA weather. And also be sure to follow us on our website at dmdweather.com or on Facebook or Twitter so you can always stay weather informed. This is George Young of DMV Weather. Make it a great day out there. But remember, whatever the weather outside, have fun and be safe.
Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States, but there is something we can do about it. Each year, thousands of people participate in the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention's Out of the Darkness Walks. These community events raise awareness for suicide prevention and mental health, letting people know they are not alone. Join us Saturday, September 22nd at the Navy Marine Corps Stadium in Annapolis as we walk to fight suicide. It's the 10th annual Annapolis Out of the Darkness Walk. Registration starts at 10 a.m. This is a family and dog-friendly event. Browse resources provided by local health services and learn how you can become a lifesaver. Funds raised by the Midshore Out of the Darkness Walk support research, education, advocacy, and support for those affected by suicide. Remember, suicide prevention starts with everyday heroes like you. Register today at AFSP.org slash Annapolis. Together, we can help stop suicide. You are not alone. They say opinions are like, here we are with a dose of opinion for you. Personally, I'm all about change. I like it. I like change. Sometimes I like change just for the sake of changing things. Now, most of the other residents in Annapolis, well, not so fast. As frustrating as it can be, nothing moves fast here. Absolutely nothing. I remember Chris Fox, who owned the Sly Fox, telling me that it took him two years to get the city to approve a replacement of an existing awning that was damaged in an ice storm. A local pizza shop required eight months and nearly $2,000 in architect fees to replace an existing sign. And of course, our very own mayor, Gavin Buckley, had his own tussle with the city when he painted a mural on one of his restaurants. That one dragged on for nearly two years. So you would think that the mayor, who arrived here 20 years ago, might know the drill. But sometimes I wonder. Running the city and winning re-election is not that hard. It's a simple recipe that's been used for decades. Keep the roads plowed in the winter, the potholes fixed in the spring, and make sure that no one in Ward 1 gets their panties in a twist. Toss in a project or two per term, and you go down in history as a good mayor. Knowing that Annapolis moves slower than sea level rise, he has to know, or at least he should know, that accomplishing one or two major projects in a term is doing good for most mayors. I like the idea that he's an idea man. I really do. I just wish there was someone in his administration that can candidly talk to him and say, oh, hell no, on occasion. When we spoke with the mayor at his 100-day interview on the Maryland Crabs, we asked who that person was, and his staff chimed in that there was no one that said that, and that their job was to find ways to make the mayor's visions become a reality. So what are those visions? Well, the Ferris wheel. Who knows if this is legit or not? When he first said it, I thought it was totally legitimate, and when it was a liability, it turned into a joke. After the election, he mentioned that he might rent one just to see, and most recently, a plan submitted to the city for a refreshed city dock that the mayor is looking at has a Ferris wheel, so who knows on that. The bike share program, it's underway, fantastic idea. Annapolis Rising, an incredible success, and I'm anxious to see the numbers on that. The first sailors triathlon, it was a tripartisan triathlon, wonderfully received in the town. The biggest one, opening the market house, which by everyone's barometer is a home run. Look, it took three mayors, four terms, and 15 years, and no one can get it right. And here, the guy from Australia pulls it off in about eight months. Sit back and rest on your laurels, mate. Bask in it for a little bit. But what are the other initiatives that he's talking about? I'm not sure it's a complete list, but we're talking about bicycle bridges over Forest Drive and Spa Road, bicycle tunnels under Route 50 and Rao Boulevard, 
Bicycle lanes and expanded sidewalks on Main Street, the Hotel Blonder, a trolley system, bricking over market space, expanding Hopkins Plaza to eliminate Memorial Circle and put in a traffic signal. And I'm sure there's more that I forgot, but geez, man, slow the hell down. Some of these will require an act of Congress, and others will require the approval of HPC, which, as we all know, is much more difficult than that act of Congress. And let's not even get into needing the buy-in from the residents. Bask in the winds so far and take a look at some of the other things that need attention. We still have a crime issue. We have a long way to go to bring the two Annapolises together. The sidewalks and roads are still in pretty shitty shape. Building or opening a business here is still a damn hassle. Whatever happened to that permitting clock that he mentioned during the campaign? Main Street needs to be rebricked, and he stopped it with no restart date in sight. The Public Works building project was similarly halted, and right now we are renting space to replace space that we once owned. He raised the taxes, citing a huge financial crisis, yet now it looks like they may be spent more on projects centric to Ward 1. Mr. Mayor, parties and concerts are a blast. I get that the glitz and glamour is cool, but the business of running any government is mundane. And unfortunately for the mayor, the mundane tends to be the unsexy projects. The crumbling sidewalks along Forest Drive, the most recent spat of gun violence in Ward 4, the upcoming lawsuit against the police department. The to-do list is just too much. Slow the hell down. Take a breath. And maybe take the second year to look at the mundane. And that's what I'm thinking today. Thanks for listening to the Ion Annapolis Daily News Brief. If you like what you heard, make sure to tell your friends and colleagues about it. And also tell them about our website, ionanapolis.net, where you can find much more. Be sure to check out our other weekly podcast, The Maryland Crabs. This podcast comes to you every Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.